Welcome to Howard Hatcher Ministries podcast. Join us for today's message, God's Nuclear Code. When God goes nuclear, I want you to look at Job 38 verse 33. Would you read this out loud with me? Knowest thou the ordinance of heaven? Now, God is speaking to Job and he asked the question, Job, do you know the ordinances? The word ordinance there translates into the word law. Someone say law. law. Do you know the laws of heaven, the ordinances of heaven? And then another translation says, do you know the ordinance of the universe? You can translate the word universe to the word cosmos. He was in the world and the world didn't know him. For God so loved the, the cosmos. God loved the cosmos. So what God is doing, whether people realize it or not, God so loved the world, the cosmos. So that includes not just the earth. It also includes the heavens. What people aren't realizing that when Jesus died, he now goes through a process, is resurrected, and he says all power in heaven and in earth. So Jesus is now moving in heavenly realms, power in heavenly realms and in earthly realms. And then he says, behold, I give you power. So now you operate between realms. Whatever you bind on is bound in. So you operate multi. You are a multi-realm catalyst for God. How many move in both realms? Can somebody say amen? If you move. Now, are you ready to hit something and watch it? So, how many of you have been hit and you the one that got knocked back? That'll make you not want to hit anymore, right? That'll, make, that'll teach you a little respect. But God is saying, I'm activating you, and in this hour, when you hit it, it's going to know it's been hit. And when it comes back at you, the difference is, I'm going to teach you the difference today, the difference is you're going to respond differently in this time than you responded last time. Where you were on one leg or two legs, this time you're going to be on three. You're going to be situated solid, rock solid. And I'm going to show you the secret of God's nuclear code. And then God's nuclear code operates on a triad uh, axis. And I'll show you the triad axis in a minute. So what are you talking about triad axis? I'm talking about the Bible. It's in your Bible. But do you know the laws of heaven? Now watch. The question is, let me ask you, do you know the laws that govern the universe? That's what God asks Job. And go to BibleHub.com. Put Job 30, 38, verse 33 in, and you'll see a lot of different translations pop up. One of them says, do you know the laws of the universe? Job was talking about a lot of stuff. His friends were talking about, everyone's talking, and finally God showed up in a whirlwind, in a cyclone. God shows up in a tornado. God shows up in the fury of a great massive swirling and Job says oh I talked about you and now I see you and I got nothing to say and God said gird up your loins like a man you are going to have this conversation and God demanded he said I'm demanding you're going to answer me and the, I've got a question for you so in Job 38 God shows up in a whirlwind he says I'm going to ask my question since you know so much Job do you know the laws that govern my universe? Then he says, can you use my laws to govern the earth? Do you know how to bring the laws of the universe out of that realm into this realm to make something out of that realm move something in this realm? Didn't Jesus say, behold, I give you power over all the power of the Did Jesus say, Speak to the mountain and it will obey you. What realm is the mountain in? Somebody say this realm. If the mountain's in this realm, and Jesus said, in my name, you will do what I did. Did, you, did Jesus use laws from that world to influence this world? So how many of you want God to show you the laws from that world? Listen, lay hands on the... And they, that's laws from that world. You're loosing it in this world. Would anybody 
like to get set on fire by Almighty God and really start seeing it work for you on another level. So when God asks a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. Do you know the laws of the universe? Now, how many of you would like to learn? Say, well, I want to know. What are they? And can you use them, watch this, to exercise dominion, which is authority in the earth? Somebody say override. override. Dominion, when you have dominion, you have override. When you see devils, what does the Bible say? As you go, do what? Cast out devils. Is that dominion? Are you overriding what they're doing? Yes. Over you overriding where they're at? Yes. God said trample, trample, tread on serpents and scorpions. And watch it over all the power of the devil. You have authority override power. God gave us to, to the church. But you've been in learning. I've been in learning. He said you can't handle power yet until you learn to handle yourself. Amen. 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 How many of you God been teaching you to handle yourself? Amen. See, and people are tripping on what God lets you go through. But David went through, and he's hiding in the cave of Adullam. David is down in Ziklag. David is in different places. Why is David in different places? Because God says, before I let you reign and rule over the nation, i got to let you learn to reign and rule over yourself. Because if you can't control your mouth, you can't control your you. Some of you are still in mouth dominions. God said, you're still right. You ain't. You. Come on. That's it. How many of you God dealing with you by ruling over your mouth? Come on, your, your mouth. Amen. See, because, because when you have that type of power, the devil will use your mouth yes. to wreck your future. Yes. The, the greatest curse you have to worry about is not the one where people are cursing you and talking about how Israel, you're going to be destroyed. That, that's not the biggest curse. The biggest curse is when the devil uses your authority out of your mouth to tear down what God has put in your life. All right, so God asked this question. So I want to show you how it works when God, is, when God goes nuclear. I might change the name. But when God goes nuclear, and, and God operates from a subatomic level, from atomic particles. He made atoms. Okay, and we did this last week. I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to talk about uranium. Uh, I'm not talking about uranium-235. Bombarded with neutrons. I did that last week. Listen to last week. I'm not going to talk about uh, the neutron particles, but I am going to talk. Well, wait a minute. I do have to say Fukushima. <laughs> last last week I talked about the the, uh, the, uh, the fat man and the little boy, but this week I just want to say Fukushima. Now, when the uranium became unstable, it releases uh, it releases radioactivity. It becomes unstable. Well, that thing, when the earthquake happened, it melted the core and went out into the ocean. Right? And things start dying. Fish start looking funny. Genetic mutations because of what? Radiation. Madame Curie, you know. And, and, and Alan Einstein is working on the theory of relativity, and he's got his EMC squared. He's, he, he's messing with atomic fusion. God's word lets us know that you deal with atomic fusion all the time. God said, when someone's hit sick, what do you do? Pray for their healing. Are molecules rearranged in their hand? Amen. Right? Yes. That's atomic. In the name of Jesus, Jesus said, if you tell the mountain to go from here and go there, what did he say it would do? Obey you, right? Is that replacement of molecules from one place to the other? Yeah. So how many of you are ready to get in touch with the nuclear side of the new creation you? Yeah. Because that's where the secret is if you're going to overcome the devil in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Now watch this. The wind and the waves obeyed, obeyed Jesus. They're made of molecules. They obeyed Jesus. And Jesus said they're going to obey you too. What I did, you'll do. So I want to I want to start right here. Joshua, Moses, Joseph had authority to give territories and movement to others. Look at this carefully now. Joshua, Moses, and Joseph. We know Moses, we know Joshua, and we know Joseph. Joshua, Moses, Joseph. God brings Joshua in front of the people. God brings Joshua in front of the people with Moses. And he said, Moses, I want you to put some of your honor on him. Y'all stay with me. Watch this. 
Put some of your honor on Joshua in the sight of the people. Anytime you confer honor, Joshua now has to uphold that honor. The position he has is not for him. He's sharing an honor. Can somebody hear me? The word honor translates authority. So go in your Bible and you'll see where the transfer of honor. It's a big thing when you deal with honor. David said, I don't care if you try to kill me, King Saul, 21 times. I'm not going to step out of honor because you stepped out of honor. See, and because when you step out of honor, you undermine your exercise of authority in honor. Can you hear me? You, you undermine, you undercut. In other words, you discharge your own battery. And then God has to take you through a process, and sometimes it's a long process. It doesn't show up till later. Where God, you know, anybody ever had a battery run out? Yep. Right. And so you may be in a situation, and you don't want to be in a situation, and your stuff doesn't work because you didn't honor honor. Wow. Now watch this. Joshua, Moses, Joseph—they gave authority and honor to others for movement. You enter a home, and someone gives you. License to move. The disciples were given power and authority. The word power there is dunamis. The word authority there is exousia. So they have two elements, and this is what I want to talk to you about right here today. Power is dynamite. Power is dunamis. It's the ability to make things happen. How many of you have ever operated and exercised authority, but nothing happened? You, you, any parents ever had a conversation where you asked for something to be done in your own parents? Do you have the authority? But have you ever noticed that some of it didn't get done? Have you ever told something to be a certain way and it didn't turn into what you said? So you had the authority, but you lacked the power. And then you have people who operate in power, but they're out of authority. They don't have the authority to do what they're doing. So people take authority, make themselves authority, and don't go through the succession the right way. Come on, somebody. Listen, I own this stuff. I ain't making it up. I own this stuff. But here, watch this. So God is moving you into power and authority. Notice he says over all all devils and to cure diseases. So how many of you will accept that you have power over all devils yes. and to cure diseases? Watch this. Many times, the level of authority you disrespect, you disqualify yourself from operating as an authority over that level of authority. Y'all need to hear me. I'm trying to say something. Jesus went into the wilderness. He had authority over the chief of devils, but he honored his father and he honored his father and his mother. Right? It says he honored. And Mary said, we were looking for you for days. Get, come on home, little Jesus. And he said, okay. And he left. He didn't say, I'm God in the flesh. I am the immaculate conception. I am the word incarnate. He didn't say that. He said, yes, mom. And he went home. They were looking for him. Like two, three days looking for him. And he, he he's brilliantly dialoguing and in a didactic with the scholars and the doctors and the lawyers. And they said, yeah, you might be high and mighty and everybody go, ooh, but come on home, Jesus. And he said, okay, because if he had violated the authority that was over him, he would have invalidated his authority to move in higher realm. Don't you get it? These are the systems of God. And David said, if you break a system, Saul, I'm not breaking a system. And, and you don't want to create your own moratorium, your own blockage. There's, I know many people, there are some things they'll never move into. Yeah. Because it was Joshua. You know what honor was put on Joshua? To lead the people with Moses into the promised land. 
Moses violated honor towards God and not able to move into the promised land, but Joshua has the honor still on him, and he's able to move in, even though his mentor is not. See, just because someone else, you better learn. The, I'm trying to teach you something. You had, a, you had two million people invalidated their authority to move into the promised land because of how they dealt with Moses. And God said, I'm canceling all of your license to move. You don't even need what I was going to give you to defeat giants. You don't even need it because of what you submitted to. Some things aren't even relevant. God's get, you know what God did? Some people don't even know it. God created a loop. He said, this is, when you defy license at certain levels, you create a loop. And repentance is the only thing to get you out of a loop. You don't even know you're in a loop. You think you're going to go in. God said, you ain't going in. Come on. If my people call by my name humble, the only time, the only time that makes sense is, is when you need something to be broken. Call by my name, humble themselves, and pray. And they repent of their wicked ways. Turn from their wicked ways. That's repentance. And until you address it, it won't be broken. You, you, and I, 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 there's, there's a loop that can last a long time. I decided I don't want to be caught in no more loop. I ain't on a racetrack to say the enemy got I'm not Mario Andretti. Come on, somebody. Anyways. All right. So we're in a greater season of understanding surrogate realm makers. Now, someone say realm makers. Now say realm breakers. And surrogate. Surrogate is when you have an arrangement, usually by legal agreement, and you agree that you're going to have a baby for somebody else, for someone else. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're going to have a baby for someone else. They can't have a child, or for whatever reason, they want you to have a child for them. So the word of God says in Isaiah 68, 8, who has heard of this? Who has seen such thing? Can a country be born in a day? Can a nation be delivered in an instant? But as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Now, question. When did Zion... I, could you pull up, please, for me, Bible Hub on a separate screen, put it up at Isaiah 66, 8, please? Now, I want you to watch something that's about to happen. Someone's mind in this room is about to spiritually explode in a good way. Who heard such a thing? Who has seen such? Who's seen it? Can a country be born in a day? We know Israel was born in a day, right? Bam. Born in a day. Reauthorized. And then reauthorized as a nation. A nation born in a day. But I want you to notice... As soon as Zion was in labor, someone say birth pains. Birth pains. Oh, anyone, how many women? <laughs> when that birth pain hit Pastor Cindy, uh, she said, I cracked a joke. She squeezed the blood. The blood stopped circulating in my hand. And I watched. You think I'm black? I was turning white. There was no blood movement. She was, ah! And she started making faces. I thought I was married to Poltergeist. I thought I was married to... And, 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 and I cracked a joke. I didn't know I'd be funny, you know. Uh, Bill Cosby. And she said, that's not funny. She did. She said, that's not funny. And I was like, I don't... Whatever will make somebody do that, I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> women, they say women die seven times or however many times. It's the equivalent. The pain is so intense. And so, uh, give me an epidural. And I became a happy man when she got that epidural. I've never been so happy to see somebody take drugs. That's the only time I would celebrate. Praise God! The pharmacia. Now, I'm not advocating drug use for so those of you who need to know where I stand. Except under medical supervision by medical professions. But if they wasn't going to give it to her, I was going to give it to her. <laughs> give me that needle. You moving slow, brother. 
So life changed for me. <laughs> I want you to look at that side of your screen. How many of you women thank God for epidurals? And those of you who have natural childbirth, God bless you. I'm glad my wife didn't go any beyond seven. I was done at three. All right, but I want you to look at the right side of your screen, what the Bible says in the study Bible, verse seven. Can you see it? Would you read that out loud for me? Under rejoice, before she was in labor. So read that again. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before she was in pain, she delivered a boy. How do you? Come on, can somebody can somebody feel the room changing a little bit? How do you give birth before you have labor? And how do you deliver a boy before you have pain? Can I tell you what God is talking about? Can we go back to my other screen now? God is talking about something that Jesus brought to the stage. Jesus said, I, I need to explain something to you. Now that was in Isaiah. That was in Isaiah. In our PowerPoint, what he says is, if a woman is going to have, have labor and she's going to give birth to her children, watch this, in the Old Testament, have labor, but Jesus said, you know what? Only birthing intercessors are going to understand this. Only intercessors are going to understand this. A woman has pain in childbirth because her time has come. Oh, it's time. The baby dropped. The water, oh, the water broke. But when the child gets there, she forgets about her English. She forgot all about the pain that was happening because of the joy that the child has been born. Intercessors are going to go into the spirit realm and give birth, come on somebody, and begin to rejoice because it's already done. If there's a place in prayer where you know it's already done and you begin to rejoice, it still looks bad, it still looks ugly, there's still pain, it's still a mess, there's still, but you step into the spirit realm, God's already told you, babies, sit down, you've labored that baby through in the Holy Ghost, I've got it from here on out. Then you begin to rejoice. Only intercessors know when God says it's done. We have a generation that don't know anything about praying through. They don't know anything about staying in the prayer room. Staying in the prayer closet. Until it's done. Get with your mentor. Come on up and just stay a while. Come on. Let's stay a while and pray a while. Cindy will tell you many nights, many, many, many nights. I'm up at 4.30 in the morning praying before God. The sun, she found me this morning. I, you know, I'm telling, might be telling too much, but when she found me this morning, I, I was praying in the house and then went outside and prayed. She found me leaning back in the, sun was already up. She brought coffee to me in the truck because sometimes I get wild in the truck. I can let loose in the truck. Come on, somebody. I ain't waking nobody up in the house, but I'm giving birth. And I'm going to, hey, I'm going to stay in birth until it's birth. Until God's a baby, it's birth. And nothing in the natural looks like it's birth. So people don't understand your crazy piece. They don't understand your crazy praise. They don't know what you gave birth to in the middle of the night. They wasn't there. Come on, they wasn't when your heart's about to explode. They don't know what it means. And God says, I got you. Stay in the spirit. You got to fight that demon until it's done. You got to fight your flesh until it's done. You got to fight your crazy mind until it's done. You got to fight everything that looks like it ain't going to work until God is done. And I'm telling you, there's a realm that's open in the spirit. Oh, God already told me. He said, son, I'm about to do it now. Everything I promised you, I'm about to do it right now. I told you about things before they happened because I wanted you to be able to let it go. We must be aware of authenticating and validating when things are given birth. When you're moving into a realm of giving birth. Let me, let me say something. Let me go before I go here. Just walk close. Can somebody hear me? Walk close. 
I've, I've, battled, I've battled devils below the mountains of Himalayas. I've battled devils deep in the darkest parts of Africa. Come on, somebody. Where they were importing witches. Importing witches from 300 miles away. I've battled demons that have come to my home through satanic high priests. I'm not a Johnny-come-lately. Come on, somebody. I've been in battle for a long time. And those battles behind us, they're not even the big ones. That was just getting you ready for the giant. But you got to let go of that land. In the name of Jesus, you got to let go of that land. And it's a certain mindset you're going to have to learn to have. All right. I might be a little stronger than I need to be. Let's right go. No, no, no. Do I need to start being nice? No. I refuse to. I refuse to. Because God said, rise and go. I've activated you to conquer now. Sometimes you try to conquer and it ain't time. He said, now, and I'm about to bring some rusty, dusty folk that don't mind taking, come on, they don't mind getting an assignment from their apostle. I'm apostle when you like it and apostle when you don't. He says here, now watch this, watch this. Mark 16, these signs follow them that believe in my name. They're going to have authority over devils. Someone say, I have authority over demons. Come on, come on. See, you need to know how to protect your home when a demon comes. You need to know how to, I don't know where you live on the wall, but I know where I live on the wall. I've got up many times and God said, I need you to get on the wall. And he pulled the spirit realm open and showed me what's coming. And he said, I need you to deal with it. And I watch them leave as fast as they come. But sometimes, sometimes God says, I need to perfect you through the process. I'm not going to make this one move real fast. Because I'm perfecting you through the process. Come on, anybody hit something that didn't move real fast? That'll make you think your stuff didn't work. It was working. It was working something in you. Devil, I'm not going to stop saying it. I rebuke you, bind you, and cast you out. You can't stay here. You can't stay here. You can't. Your license is revoked. I don't care who opened the door. Your license is revoked in the name of Jesus. When we look at authenticating, so you have to watch who you authenticate. Who, who. Boy, I tell you if, you, get, if you, if you get, you have to watch and be aware of authenticating and validating spheres of movement and commissions of authority yes. and access. Yes. God has given authority and license to move in and through Christ. We have authority through Christ to be fully activated and be able to move. It's through Jesus alone. I'm gonna tell everybody, it's not your authority. And if you're fighting a war, someone else's war that you're not called to fight, your stuff ain't gonna work right. You better know what war you're called to fight. Be fully, be fully aware yeah. Yeah. and understand the power authority triangle axis. Now, I want you to take a picture of this. You're like, oh, Pastor, I can go online and watch the replay. <laughs> be fully aware of the power authority triangle axis. Uh -huh. And you're going to have to learn how to protect it. Yeah. Romans 120. Here, I'm going to try one more time. Be fully aware of the power authority. Now what's the word in the Greek for power? Dunamis means dynamite, explosive power. What's the Greek word for authority? Exousia. It means positional authority. Like a police officer has a position. He has authority. He can make stuff happen because of his office. Right? So he's got the position of authority as a police officer, but he also has a gun. Right. Can you hear me? Amen. So he's got power and he's got authority. Now watch this. You've got to be aware of it. For the invisible things of him, of God, from the creation of the world are clearly seen. So what's clearly seen? Invisible things. Does it say invisible things? Is anybody ready to see the invisible? But notice they have to be clearly seen. Clearly can you clearly what, see what God is doing invisibly? Even his eternal power and Godhead, the things that are made us understand eternal power. Now, someone say Godhead. Godhead. What is the God? Someone name the Godhead. Father. Say it like you love him. Someone say Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Ready to go. Father. That's the Godhead. Now, is that a triad? <clears throat> Now you're looking at the triad axis. Yeah. 
Come on, somebody. You're looking at the triad axis. He said you ought to be able to see the triad of the universe by looking at nature. You ought to be able to see me when you look at a tree. When you see a flock of geese flying across the sky, you ought to be able to interpret my Godhead. You ought to be able to understand how I move and be able to interpret my eternal power. Someone say eternal power. You ought to be able to see exousia and dunamis in nature. It says because God has put it in nature, the evidence of the Godhead. He said, so everyone's without excuse. But watch this. When we look at Jehovah, Yahweh, Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God. Now, what's above the red line, what's above the red line is heavenly, cosmic, power of the universe. This is before Jehovah becomes Jesus. This is before Holy Spirit is sent to the earth as the comforter. Can you see it now? Amen. Is there anybody working this out? Yeah. So before God makes the earth and creates the barrier, I want you to look where it says Heavenly Father. You have the triad. Before the world was, he existed as God as a triad. He didn't become the triad. He was already one God manifesting himself distinctly three separate. But yet one. He was already triune. He didn't become triune after he became Jesus. He's already triune. So he says the Godhead can be seen in nature. But watch this. The Heavenly Father comes down to earth. Emmanuel, God with us, comes through that earth barrier to the earth. And who does God the Father become? Jesus, God with us, right? Jesus comes into the earth. Now you have a heaven triad, a connection to God the Father. So Jesus prays, Father, make them one as we are one. When he becomes the son, he's in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So now he looks up and says, Father, come on. You got the I am speaking to the I am. They said, who are you? Why are you? Come on. Who I am that I am. I am, and they want to stone him because he uses the name of God. He's like, you don't understand? You studied the law and the prophets, and you don't know me? I'm the word made flesh, baby. Didn't you know? And so Jesus penetrates the earth spirit barrier and lands in a woman's womb. Well, what am I going to name him? I need you to name him. Emmanuel, which is being interpreted, naming God. Come on, come on. Mary, what, what am I going to name him? Name him God. So God comes in. The, come on, the triad penetrates the earth barrier, lands in the earth and says, I'm God. And then God talks to God as the Son. He talks to the Father. And then he says, but when John baptizes him in the water, who shows up? The third member of the Godhead shows up and saw the Holy Ghost rest on him like a dove. Isn't that in your Bible? When Jesus comes out of the water, now you got God the Father existing in heaven, overseeing the operation of the binary operation of God, God in the earth. Oh my God, we serve a mighty God. Somebody give God praise. Isn't He mighty? Isn't He mighty? You are the Lord. You are the Almighty. Nobody can do that but God. So now he's in the earth, and the Bible says something happens. When the triad of communion between the Son and the Holy Ghost, when John baptized him and he came up out of the water, and John said, I saw the Holy Ghost descend on him like a dove. And the Bible says he was in the form of God and had the fullness of the power of the Godhead and thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And so all of a sudden, you saw God connected on the earth and then he sends up a prayer by the power of the Holy Ghost oh my God when you stay in the spirit you are creating a divine connection because as long as you are the body of 
Are you the body of Christ? Yes. Complete that connection. Now watch this. So I've shown you the divine power triad and how God came to earth. Now watch the second part. I'm going to show you the second part of it. Come on, somebody. Is anybody in the room with me today? This is why the devil fights marriages. This is why he, he, he wants to break your union. This is why he wants you to be fighting on in disagreement all the time. He doesn't want you to understand that the Bible says when a husband and wife are in agreement, if they fall out of agreement, they need to come back into agreement quickly. So their prayers won't be in so their prayers won't be broken. The church married to one another and married to God in covenant. He's the father. We're the body. He's the husband. We are the bride. The devil keeps the body in disarray and in disagreement the same way he tries to keep husbands and wives because he needs to break your power. He needs to break your agreement. He needs to break the power that was coming out of another world and penetrating the barrier into this world and was working for you. But watch out. Come on. Divine power triad in marriage. Now I'm going to show you this. Watch this. Notice. So the husband is vertical with God. Right? The wife is vertical with God. How can two walk together? This is the year to get in more agreement with your spouse than you've ever been in before in your life. I can tell you right now, Pastor Cindy and I are in more agreement than we have been in 22 years. We have more love today than we have in 22 years. Hey, I'm just glad we're here. Come on. Can I tell you what really living for God means? Any pastor, any pastor. All right. Christianity is about teaching believers how to overcome mm -hmm. and then win on the other side. Amen. The Bible says the storm came and the winds come and beat on everybody's house. But can you survive and arrive together on the other side? It's not what you go through, it's how you come out on the other side. Amen. Can you hear me? Yes. That's what it's about. Real, real Bible teaching teaches you how to overcome and come out in victory on the other side. And no matter who comes out on the other side with you or doesn't, as long as you and your spouse come out on the other come side. On. Come on. We made it to the other side. That's what the test was. Can you go through and come? Anybody been through something and you came out on the other side? Because God is trying to complete a triad. A power triad where? In your marriage. Don't let your mother-in-law get in the way of that. Don't let your father-in-law get in the way of that. Don't let your well-meaning mom and daddy get in the way of that. Don't let your kids get in the way of that. Hold your triad union with God because you represent the image of God and his marriage to the church and his oneness with himself. God hid the triad of power and authority in marriage. But I would have you to know. Now watch. Everybody pay attention to me right now. I want you to read out loud something with me. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 3. Let's read this out loud like we love Jesus. But I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. Now can anybody see each triad there? Who's the head of every man? Now, I need you to look at me real close. I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. Here, we teach a doctrine called head and shoulders government. Someone say head and shoulders government. As of late, it's been said that it's not of God. It comes from the scriptures. The head of every man is Jesus. That's head. So... If you are a man or a woman, who's your head? Christ. Now he's talking about the anointed Savior. But then he says, the head of the woman. All right. So in head and shoulders government, I, I don't care if feminists, feminists don't like me. I did not write this. I just read it. God said, I'm showing how my government in heaven works. The head of the woman is 
So did God say in marriage there's head and shoulders authority in government? Does he say here the head of the, okay, wait a minute. The head of the man is the woman. Oh, wait a minute. I got that confused with the garden. You remember the woman came to her husband, told him what to do against what God said, and yep. he did it? Yep. That was inverted. It was wrong. The head of the woman is the man. So who is the final word in the home? Alright, y'all not going to come to church. Y'all not going to come to church. It's alright. I, I know some of you got a little feminist, femin, feminist uh, Kool-Aid running through your, your, your veins, but it don't matter. It's the, wor the, the word even says if a woman in, in contentious headship situation, if a woman's going to learn anything, let her learn from her husband at home. Is that in your Bible? Now, that doesn't mean things that go against the Bible. It doesn't mean you can make your wife, let me give a little balance. It doesn't mean you can make your wife do stuff that's against the word or the balanced laws of the land. Boy, I, got, I feel that resistance in this room. I feel, well, I thought I was preaching real good. I thought we were having fun in the Holy Ghost. I, I thought we were talking about God's divine power triad and how power works. Now, all of a sudden, I said, the head of the woman is the man. And head, if someone, okay, wait a minute. If someone is the head, does that put them below the shoulders or above the shoulders? Unless it's a monster, thank you. How many of you are okay with the wisdom of God being displayed? Can you say amen? Let all the women say amen. Amen. That's only a problem if you feel like you're under uh, uh, abusive mm -hmm. authority that's in violation. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a problem. You don't have to obey things that are against the word yes. and against the laws of the land. But watch this. So then, because the church folk need to hear it twice. I got, I got, I got something to say with that. No, ask afterwards. Ask afterwards. I'm teaching this a lot of time. I don't have to ask, but I know it's like... Uh, just because, like, the man is the head, is I'm going to do your marriage counseling later. <laughs> Come on. This one of our sons. <laughs> the man is the head, but the man is also willing to sacrifice for the woman. Yes. Thank so you. the woman don't got to answer the door, the man got to answer the door. man answered the door. Come on. That's good. Come on. Thank you. That's all he said. He said the man got to sacrifice. So as Christ laid down his life. Yes. For his bride, men lay down. This is another sermon. Don't be a one-eyed monster. He's like, I got to go home with her, brother. So watch this. The head of, now he says here, as the husband is the head of the wife, Christ is the head of the church. So he shows head and shoulders government in marriage, Shows head and shoulders government in the church. Then he shows, in Colossians 1.18, he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning and the firstborn, that he might have preeminence. He might have the preeminence. So as we understand power and authority, triangle access, how many of you want your power and authority to work greater than it ever has? Amen. And you're ready to move in the earth and see things that have been on hold start coming to pass. Yes. Yes. Can you hear me? So this is something you have to protect with knowledge. You have to, you have to, this one is one you have to work with. You know, there's some things I could say. But if I violate the position of the head, Right? If I violate my position as a head, I invalidate some of the movement of authority that God has granted. So Jesus stayed under authority so he could stay in authority. And the first authority that we stay under is God's. The second authority is his word. We stay under the authority of the word and we obey it so that we can remain in authority. And the devil tried to get you, trick you into getting out of authority, out of alignment. That way he can disrupt your power and authority. And that will affect everything. It affects your children, it affects your business, it'll affect your home. Things that were working stop working the way they were working. So, oh, we better work on our power triad. Come on somebody and stay in divine order. 
Someone say divine order. Does that make sense? The devil doesn't want you operating in the fullness of authority. He wants you operating on low battery power. He wants your phone to stay disconnected. And that's why a lot of people pray in tongues, but they still have problems. They keep short-circuiting their power. And then you're trying to make up by the law of faith for what you've diminished through the law of divine alignment. Does that make sense to somebody? Yes. <laughs> so, when we look at the power triangle asset, and this is the divine power triad, watch this. You have choices to honor God's system of connection with him and connection with the body. That's why the devil tries to bring disagreement in the body. He wants saints upset with one another the same way he wants families upset with one another. Why? He wants children to be married, mad at their parents for 20 years and 30 years. And for you better get over it. Come on, you better get over it. Nothing is worth disrupting your relationship with Almighty God. Absolutely nothing. You want your power to operate. So in, concerning communion, the Bible says that believers, many are sick and many die. Because of issues with other believers. They didn't discern the body. Because they didn't discern the body, Paul said, many of you are weak and sickly because you didn't discern the body. So if there's issues one with another, get it right. And, and God has systems of, someone say systems. God says if someone doesn't want to get right, take them through this process. After they go through this process with the leaders of the church, then back up, sit down, and don't move. Let me do it. I got it. I got the rest. We go through systems. We go through processes. But in our choices, watch this. We've got high risk, low quality. Avoid it. Some situations with some people, what are they? High risk. But it's low quality. Avoid it. Because what's our goal? High quality. You want it to be high quality. Somewhere I want it to be the best this time around. Yes. So avoid low quality language. Low quality communication. Low quality friendships that talk about you any old kind of way they want to. You help bring the standard up in the relationship. And then you've got low risk. Low risk, low quality. So if you find yourself in a relationship, a marriage that has... Low quality, what do you do? Improve the quality. Don't leave the marriage, improve the quality. How many of you are committed to improve the quality of every relationship in your life? Every, every relationship, somebody shout every relationship. And sometimes you have to wait till people come around to repentance. Oh, another thing, another thing. Can I help somebody right now? Tell me how long the the father chased the prodigal son. You notice he didn't chase him anywhere. Can you hear me? But when God was done with him, he made his way back. Sometimes you don't chase people. Sometimes you let the processes of God complete their work. Listen, this realm of the spirit is, is a place where God, God allows you to see things before they happen. He says, hold, your, hold on. I'm not done. Come on, Pastor. The father didn't get in the way of God's process of completing his refining work in the son. Sometimes the position of a father is to wait till the discipline is complete. The wisdom of God is above our wisdom. Many opera. Let me go beyond that. Let me go beyond that. Let me go beyond that. Let me go beyond. Let me stop right here. Mm -hmm. so good. Many operate in relational, in the power triad. Many operate relationally when God is saying, I need you to hold your position. As a king and as a priest, I enter into this situation. Now, as a king, who does your position represent? All right. Yeah, let me let me back up and say it again. As a king, who does your position represent? Someone shout, Jesus. Jesus. Are you the body of Christ? Yes. yes. 
is Christ revealing himself to the world through you. So the position he gave you is in when you deal with a, 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 a situation in the home that has to do with the marriage triad, God, the husband, and the wife, God's power comes through the earth barrier into your home out of heaven. Amen. Then you live by a supernatural power. I want to tell you something. Cindy and I, we were at someone's home. I won't tell you who, but we were at someone's home on Friday night. And for a solid hour and a half, Hour to hour and an hour and a half. I felt the presence of God the whole time. The home was so full of God. I go, y'all know you don't hear me yet. You don't hear me yet. I said, from the time I arrived in their home, the glory, the tangible glory of God was there in manifestation. My God, what kind of power is coming from that realm resident in this realm? And it was all throughout the place. Amen. And Cindy and I were enamored by the grace and the glory of Almighty God. How many of you want that in your home? Come on, somebody. Now, I'm not dumb enough to think that it's like that all the time. I'm just glad it was like that when I was there. <laughs> I know there was time when the devil tried to unplug them from the power source. Anybody the devil tried to unplug you from the power source. But you plug back in through that barrier and God's glory is in your house. And I declare it shall continue. I declare God's glory will continue in your home. How many of you want your marriages to be stronger? God said what I pray. I'm going to give you something right now. God said that whatever I speak from this pulpit, he'll do in the lives of the people. I declare for every member of IOMTC there shall be an increase in the name of Jesus, of the glory of God in your home, of the power of God in your marriage, of the unity in the strength, of the power of the Holy Ghost. In, if you better grab that in the name of Jesus and say, Lord God, my answer is yes. My answer is yes. And I don't care if we're on live stream. I'm going to tell the truth. God also promised that what... He said, whoever was committed in giving to IOMTC, mm -hmm. he said the work that he ordained, mm -hmm. that I don't care what people say, that he ordained. He said he'd multiply their business, multiply their finances. I've seen home after home after home come from obscurity and God raised them up. You ought to give God a praise. I've seen businesses live by the power of Almighty God. I've seen a resurrection of the human spirit and broken things put back together over and over and over. Marriages healed, homes healed, businesses healed, entire restorations. Guess what? And when mine went through, I got to live out the power of what I preached and see mine be brought back together. Come on, somebody. This ain't shooting blanks. There's power in the Holy Ghost. There's power in the Holy Ghost. We serve a glorious God. You are the Almighty. You are God. Above you, there is none. We live by the power of God. We walk by the power of God. Of our homes by the power of God. We declare broken relationship that the devil stole your children. They come back in the name of Jesus. The devil stole your money. It comes back in the name of Jesus. He stole your health. It comes back in the name of Jesus. He tried to steal your peace of mind. It comes back in the name of Jesus. We declare it to come back. Because we have authority to speak to the mountain and tell it what to do. We say it comes back more than what was stolen. It comes back more than what was stolen. It's coming back double. It's coming back triple. It's coming back times seven. When the enemy is caught, he restores sevenfold. I declare sevenfold to my own in the name of Jesus. And for every, for every soul that left, God bless the going in his will, but I declare there'll be sevenfold. Actually, it's going to be more than that. Watch. You watch and God said I'm sending the glory. I, God showed me a long time ago. Jesus, I had a visitation from Jesus years ago, and he showed me the glory he was sending to Iowa and TC. People were falling out in the Holy Ghost. Even in the foyer, they were falling out. The glory of God just came and rested. God promised it. And I declare there will be an extension of that glory. I declare an extension of that glory to every home that desires it. Everyone that's willing to hold on to your power triad. Don't let anybody break your union. Thank you, Father. I declare that you will have power and authority today. 
to go beyond the limitations of previous boundaries because you hold alignments, because you respect and honor power triads. The angel of the church of Laodicea, to the head leader, it wasn't to the, the plural presbytery of the church at Laodicea. And Jesus said, John, I want you to tell the angel of the church, tell the head of the church that I planted the vision through. You're telling to make the change in Sardis. You're telling to make the change in Philadelphia. You're telling to make the change in Pergamos. You're telling to make the change in Thyatira. You're telling to make the change in Laodicea. You know why God spoke in the singular? And he said, you tell the angelos. You tell the leader of that church because it's head and shoulders government in the body of Christ and in the church. God uses a plurality of government and he uses a triad of government. And when you stand before God, you will give an account for the vision that he gave you. I won't give an account for your home because I'm not the head of your home. I'll give an account for the vision of my home. And when God calls me before him in glory and I stand before him to give an account for IOMTC, you won't be there with me. I, in singularity, I'll be like Moses standing there by myself. Moses, I didn't bring you and Joshua up to the top of the mountain. I brought you. Now, I want you to answer for what you allowed. I want you to allow. I want you to answer because you were the head of the work. That's head and shoulders government. It runs from Genesis all the way to Revelations. Come on, somebody. Anything that says otherwise is an aberration. And it's a defilement of the testament of Almighty God. Does he use presbytery? Does he use plurality sometimes? Yes. But not once to the seven churches did he use a plurality of terms for eldership. He spoke to an individual who had the responsibility to make the final word as to what happened. And until you learn to be accountable without shift blaming, and what I'm talking about today, you can turn it off. What I'm talking about today, it stops shift blaming. You can't say, well, it was my wife's fault, like the gardener. You can't say it was my husband's fault, like, no, 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 no. You can't say it was the devil's fault. God said, I didn't give them the vision, I gave you. If I gave you a vision, how dare you let a man stop you? Shall we obey man or shall we obey God? Baby, you can't vote me out because you didn't put me in. You better learn to live in a realm. That's governed by divine principle. Or else you'll end up governed by principles of men put together on the back of a loose, didactic, doctrinal precept. And you won't even know it. It's time for us to grow up and be about the Father's business. How many of you are ready to pray? Come on, I sense God saying, get ready. You're getting ready to see this place lit up on fire with prayer. You're going to see men of God Walking the grounds like Mintz gets out and walks the grounds every Sunday morning. Some of you don't even know that we have a brother that gets out and walks the grounds before you get here. He walks all the way around the perimeter, covering it in the Holy Ghost. You've been covered for months by someone that don't, don't have a microphone in front of their face, don't have a title, don't even have a title, but silently working it out. Things that others refuse to do. You claim to be a son, but you're doing less than someone who's never claimed sonship. It's time for honor. Stand to your feet, please. We're going to have to learn. This is, this is, we have to learn how to hold rank. The devil has broken our ranks, diminished our strength, fractured our power because we didn't understand how to hold the triad power, axis of authority. And God is saying, are you ready to run? You're ready to fight things you never fought. But I'll tell you the difference this time. You're going to be holding your alignment. Not just in your home. You're going to come to a body where there are others with you. They know what you're holding and you know what they're holding. When you see a body operating principally like that, there's not a devil in hell or a force on earth or in the spirit that can stop them. Can somebody say amen? Yes. That's what you want behind you. It's time for things to break and stay broken. Amen. To be destroyed and obliterated. The devil is not the only destroyer. 
that goes to destroy on the planet. We destroy too. We got the nuclear code. We destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the evil one. Are you ready to destroy the works of the evil one? Amen. Father God, we thank you for your kindness. Get a mic, Pastor Cindy. Thank you for your kindness, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you that you're moving the body into this great hour. We thank you this great hour is a day where you're manifesting the sons of God. And we're seeing that great access of authority that I'll be teaching on next week. We're seeing it. The sons of God, the mature sons of God, are embracing the divine pattern of God. In Jesus' name. The mature sons of God are coming into their fullness. They're coming into their place of inheritance. They're coming into ownership. They're coming into divine purpose and the will of God. Father God, we accept it now. If you have the grace, please pray this with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I accept alignment with you. I accept alignment in my home. And I accept divine alignment with the body. In the name of Jesus. And the power shall come to a full. And I will not retreat as in times past. But I will be perfected by your spirit and your processes. In Jesus' name. If you agree with that, would you say amen? Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like more information, you can go to howardhatcher.com. You can also go to YouTube and search Dr. Howard Hatcher. We pray this podcast has been a blessing and encouragement to your faith. Thank you.